This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. The Christmas Tree War at 44. Now, the great thing about stories is that they can be told, read, or listened to at any time of the day on any day of the year. It won't matter when you hear it, but this story is set around the time when the excitement of Bonfire Night in Diwali begins to wane. And all of a sudden, all the shops are selling mince pies even though the clocks have only just gone back. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Clocks going back, I mean. It gets so dark in the evenings and you know that it won't be long until Christmas. The whole mince pie in November thing is a bit weird too, though, if you ask me. Now, some people love this time of the year. Christmas for them is exciting and they can't wait to get the decorations up, give the elf on the shelf his or her instructions and to get all teary-eyed at the latest Christmassy advert from the supermarkets. Other people might find it all a bit much and prefer to just get on with things. Or perhaps they're looking forward to other seasonal events like Hanukkah. But whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it shouldn't usually cause an argument. But I'm sorry to say, at number 44 Lancaster Road, Christmas was causing a lot of bother. And like I said, it was only November. It all started when Bonnie and Dad made the executive decision on the 6th of November, just one day after bonfire night, to get the Christmas baubles out of the attic and the tinsel and the tree and began to decorate it. This was late on a Sunday afternoon and Mum had been out and only noticed when she turned the key in the lock and let herself in. It's far too early to put up a tree, Jazz, Bonnie's brother, agreed. Um, there are still pumpkins from Halloween's outside some people's houses. Everyone will think that we're mad. Oh, come on. It's so gloomy out there, implored Bonnie. A bit of sparkle goes a long way to cheer things up. I mean, have you listened to the news? The tree takes my mind off things. Everything else is so depressing. Mum folded her arms and raised an eyebrow. That blooming tree is depressing. It makes me feel like the year is over already. The squabble continued for a few minutes, and agreement didn't look likely. Pickles the cat growled and stalked away. He'd been trying to have a top-up snooze, and the noise from the argument was making this impossible. Humans were impossible. Pickles wasn't a fan. There was only one thing for it. Family conference! yelled Bonnie over the racket. The house had a rule that if anyone said this, everyone had to stop what they were doing and meet around the table in the kitchen. Mostly it would be dad or mum yelling this, usually because there were dirty dishes left on the side, towels on the floor or empty toilet rolls not replaced. On one rare occasion it was for serious business, whether the family should get a dog. The consensus was, in that event, no because of the reluctance of pretty much everyone to do the early morning walks or train a puppy. But usually it was business relating to tidy up. Jazz sloped into the kitchen, huffing. This is so stupid, he said. He'd been reading the latest book in his favourite series, and it just got to the good bit as well. He wanted to get back to it as quickly as possible. Both parties made their case... Bonnie and Dad said it would cheer everyone up, take people's mind off the gloomy news, and it was just a bit of fun. Mum and Jazz disagreed, saying that they'd all be bored of the tree by Christmas. And then the vote. 
Unsurprisingly, there were two votes for and two votes against. Stalemate. What now? Against all the odds, this had never actually happened before, usually because it was hard to argue against changing the toilet roll. The stakes had never been this high, and a tense atmosphere rippled through the kitchen. What do we do when we really can't agree? wondered Bonnie in a small voice. We need someone to make a casting vote. A decider, said Mum. What about Opa? said Dad. Opa was their granddad. We could phone him up and ask him. Mum winced. Mm, he doesn't live here though, does he? He hasn't got skin in the game. What does that even mean? said Bonnie. Mum considered this. I'm not sure. I just mean he won't care either way, so he doesn't have to look at it every day. Everyone nodded. It was a fair point. Bonnie raised her hand. We could ask Anna. Anna worked in the shop around the corner. She doesn't live here either. And you know she always takes your side, Bonnie. Remember when you were 10p short and she just winked and put 10p in from her own purse? Bonnie smiled a little bit smugly. No favourites, said Mum. None of our friends. So, Dad said, it has to be someone who feels the same about every member of the family and who lives here. There was a long pause. Meow. Pickles, the family cat, had returned now the squabbling had abated. He stretched and yawned and then gathered himself together, fixing the family with a steely, catty gaze. Of course, Pickles can have the casting vote, exclaimed Bonnie. Don't be ridiculous. Cats don't count, said Jazz. It was hard to be sure, but it did look as if Pickles gave Jazz an especially hard stare. He does live here. Mum pointed out, and he hates all of us. Everyone nodded. They all had a few scars from when Pickles had let this be known. It was the best plan they had, or, to be honest, it was the only plan they had. Bonnie gingerly lifted Pickles up, this often didn't end well, and placed him next to the tree. The family held their breath to see what would happen next. Pickles strode up to the tree and let out a small growl. Look, he thinks it's ridiculous too. The no crew win. Jazz and Mum high-fived. We better get the box out to put the decorations away till December. Hang on, look. Dad waved his hand to shush Jazz up. The family waited, all eyes on the blotchy cat as he circled the strange, shiny thing. He really doesn't like it. Look how fluffed up he's got, whispered Mum. But then, a shiny bauble caught Pickles' eye. He reached out a paw and patted it gently, sending it rocking and twinkling. Pickles made a... Throop! Sound. And then, yes, began to purr. And then, still purring, he stalked the tree and patted the other decorations and rolled on his back happily. Patting a low-hanging plastic icicle, he throoped again in delight as it came loose and fell into his paws and he scrabbled in delight at it. There was no denying it. Pickles loved the tree. Pickles rarely purred. He rarely played. This was a big deal and the matter was decided. Oh, all right, said Mum. You win, but Bonnie, you're in charge of making sure all the baubles stay on the tree. Some of them are very old. Bonnie nodded happily and retrieved the icicle carefully from Pickles. Hanging it back, she saw him take another pat at it. 
giving it some quick thinking, she took the icicle and placed it a little higher up out of Paul's reach. Jazz shrugged his shoulders and went back upstairs to his book. The tree would stay and, and that was that. And Pickles loved the tree so much, she regularly knocked it flat during the following weeks, sending baubles flying and Bonnie sighing, had to put it all together over and over again. Well, as Mum pointed out, it was taking her mind off all the gloomy news, wasn't it? Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of f- like um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids wherever you get your podcasts.